0: all hollows jamie lee curtis curtis oh god it is it's our best intro ever uh hi and welcome to behind the hype with me your host is always brian dressel with me as always is mr jonathan harnessy what what and subbing in for my wife who is out of town mr matt dykes hello Just on a
1: podcast, though, right?
0: Oh, shit. I thought you were on a flight. Are you not on your way over here? I need somebody to cuddle with tonight.
2: Oh. Uh Uh-oh. I hope you got on the red Red eye.
0: I'll uh, I'll check flights then. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, I wouldn't. I mean, flying to America right now, you do know how bad COVID is here, right? Yeah, I mean, I was going to buy a hazmat suit. (laughs) I'm not sure if it would (laughs) work. It'd make cuddling awkward, too. Just like all the
2: crinkle of plastic. Uh, (laughs) Yeah,
0: I mean... (laughs) I'm a strictly no hazmat cuddling type of guy.
1: Ah.
2: Uh.
0: It's one of my few rules. No hazmat suits. <laughs> it was Don't a ask why I it. came up with that rule. It's so a risky. Story. <laughs> so here we are, sadly at the end of uh Jamie Lee Curtis month. I had a lot of fun talking about Jamie Lee Curtis. Uh, I had a lot of fun watching a lot of Jamie Lee Curtis stuff. Uh and then uh, <laughs> and then we watched this one. Um <laughs> I was so excited to watch this movie. Uh, Being a big Scream fan, like I remember that scene with Randy in the video store where he's like, if they'd watch Prom Night, they'd save time. Like this whole, like, oh man, Prom Night must be really important to the slasher genre. (laughs) And when you watch it, it's like, oh, I can see a lot of slashers rip the movie off. But That's about it. (laughs) (laughs) that's about where my entertainment ends is going like oh this movie stole from oh this movie stole from oh this movie stole from this wow this movie did inspire a lot of people but it uh, time has not been very kind to this
2: no it has not
1: I I guess it's kind of like this this movie did inspire a lot of people to make better versions of this yeah
0: I mean, just, just going down the line, like, you can see the things in Scream, obviously, but Scream wears it on its sleeve. But, like, I Know What You Did Last Summer is basically the exact same fucking plot. Um, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the rest of them as we go through it. But there, there are quite a few. And it's like, oh, okay, I, I guess that's cool. Is there anything else in this movie other than trying to figure out what else ripped off of it? Not really. Yeah. Kind of a bummer um before we get too far into it let's do a really quick where have they been doing because mine is going to be peppered through this episode throughout because it is surprisingly the same movie but i know matt had one or two but we're gonna try to keep them to one uh matt where have you where have they been doing what you watching jamie lee's so i've been
1: um watching a lot of john carpenter films recently because i've got um there's like four films i got on 4k blu-ray of his um so it was Prince of Darkness, The Fog, Escape from New York, and They Live. And Jamie Lee Curtis is actually in two of them. Um, she's in The Fog, but she also does a voice in uh, Escape from New York as well. She's the voice of the the computer system and the narration thing. That's, so, right. That's right. Um, yeah. So I would say The Fog is probably wouldn't be going to be the where of you've been doing because she's actually physically in it <laughs> with her mother as well. Um, oh, I do not know that yeah janet lee's in in the fog as well and they do they do share like a, a couple of scenes which is quite that's nice. kind of cool yeah
0: she good in the fog I, I saw the fog when i was like like super young and it scared the jesus out of me um and i don't really remember any of it since then so i didn't even know jamie lee was in it like i just avoided it like the plague
1: yeah she's 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 pretty good it's, it's it's interesting she's it's almost like she's Laurie Strode a little bit af- like maybe after she's sort had a sexual awakening a little bit because, you know, one of the first things that she does is, you know, she's a hitchhiker and she gets picked up by, um, oh, I'm blanking on his name now, Tom Atkins. Okay. And um, they're basically, they're, they're in his truck, they're chatting, and then they just end up going back to his and having sex.
0: Hmm. Well, that's interesting
1: yeah uh and she's still got a so long not, hair at that point as well
0: oh okay i need to watch the fog like, I, I was seriously just way too young when i saw it um so I, I think i just need to give it another shot i'll probably like it. i like most john carpenter stuff uh i see it, yeah. i even like ghost of mars um i know that's a bad movie don't get me wrong uh but it is a f- <laughs> it's a really fun bad movie <laughs> if you haven't seen it ice cube vi- fighting martians how could you go wrong? It um, sounds like the perfect movie, really. Right? <laughs> like, if you haven't seen it, give it a shot. Uh, just don't expect much from it. Um, my where have they been doing is a uh, terror train. Uh, I picked it because I was trying to decide between prom night and terror train to review this week and i'm like well prom night is far and away the more popular film like they just did a remake of it a few years ago like everyone's aware of it It got four sequels uh people like prom night so that must be the right choice because there's no terror train 2 that i know of um i mean there very well could be i just didn't look it up uh and i gotta say man wow terror train is such a better movie <laughs> <laughs> Still, still not great. I don't, I don't think as far as like the Jamie Lee horror genre, the, neither one of these two are like near the like nowhere near fucking Halloween or even H2O or the remakes of Halloween. Like I don't even put them up in that caliber. But compared to Prom Night, Terror Train is just a far better movie, and it's shockingly the same movie when you kind of break it down. Like both movies, just to kind of do a slight breakdown of both, both movies start with a prank gone wrong. Uh, in prom night it's a bunch of kids playing I guess hide and go seek I guess hide and go like shout kill kill or something yeah like, hide
2: and go shout kill at your friends after you or something <laughs> it was a weird it's like the game. worst game kids play like I...
0: yeah and then you just shout at somebody until they fall out of a window and die and then leave them for you know for dead pretty cool um and then <laughs> uh, you go to a prison. Yeah. Yeah, because kids go to prison. An accident. Definitely going to send them to prison. At least they they stick to the fact that kids are idiots. Um, oh, in yeah. Terror Train, it is a like a sorority like hazing thing where this nerdy guy, they're like, yeah, man, you get to fuck Jamie Lee. Go see her up in that room, man. You're going to get some. And little does the guy know that they have recently stolen a cadaver out of a morgue and put it in the bed. So when he goes up there to bang Jamie Lee, there's a dead lady there and he loses his fucking mind Uh, as one would. (laughs) I think that's a fair response. Um, But so much that he uh, he has to go to a mental institution and help, you know, get back to normal which he doesn't and he uh follows them to their senior party on a New Year's Eve night on a train and just starts murdering the fuck out of people. And uh very similar to our movie today which is Prom Night where years later uh the kids are grown up and I'm just going to spoil the ending right out of the gate Jamie Lee's brother who was uh there when their sister died goes around and starts fucking killing everybody. Very similar films. Um uh, but we're going to focus primarily on Prom Night except for every now and then when I'm like yeah Terratrain did this, too, and a little bit better. I'll just sneak that in whenever I can. <laughs> just um, get that soundboard ready with that word. Yeah. <laughs> Terratrain <laughs> Train did this, too, but a little bit better. Um, other things in Prom Night before we move through it. We have Leslie Nielsen in it in a uh, part where he's there, he's a dad, and then he's fucking gone. Don't know where he went. Did just kind of leave I'm sure he
1: got like a I'm sure part way through film and he, it was like uh, oh god I'm sick of this film so much and then his <laughs> agent rings like oh by the way uh, you got the uh, you got that, that part for airplanes
0: however like, oh, oh see you later. oh that sounds that sounds way more fun than this <laughs> Bye. yeah my
2: thought is like canonically the father after that one scene in the uh, principal's office he just falls asleep and doesn't wake up until the end of the plot he's like oh wait oh what I miss
1: Oh no but you you'd be missing uh, a very key sequence in the film though where Leslie Nielsen does some serious dad dancing at the prom.
0: Oh yeah, there is the. He was dad asleep dad. during that. <laughs> 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 I mean
1: it does look like it to be fair, the the way he's dancing. Hey, I would not be surprised.
0: I'm not sure if I can dance much better than him, so I'm I'm going to take down the uh I, I I I feel for him is what I'm saying. <laughs> We're not oh, not all I'm not saying I can dancers. dance
1: better than that, but it was just like, you know, if you were looking for an example of dad dancing, that is, you could just take that clip and just play it on a loop and like, that's dad dancing.
2: I, I mean, it, collectively, I think the three of us probably couldn't dance circles around his dancing performance in this movie. So, I mean, who are we to talk, I guess? Yeah,
0: I, I've been watching a, a lot of horror movies lately, like a lot, like two or three a day. I've just been leaving them on while I've been working. And one of them was Friday the 13th Part 4. That has the best dance sequence in any horror movie ever are either one of you familiar with halloween part four uh not part four
2: i don't think i've seen that, it
0: but it's been a while since i've seen it crispin glover has a dance sequence in that movie that is the best thing i've ever seen first off it's crispin glover so you know it's going to be good but all you, just search i'm, I'm just going to tell everyone out there listening search crispin glover dance friday the 13th part four on the new special edition DVDs, they have an entire docu- like an entire special feature just about his dance sequence and how the director's like he took it to clubs, like he tested this dance. And everyone tries to blame <laughs> oh, the music that we played and I'm pretty sure we could have been playing Happy Birthday Christopher and he would have danced in the exact same way. <laughs> <laughs> There, that's my Friday the Thirteenth moment in uh, this thing. I think I've had a Friday the Thirteenth moment in almost every Jimmy Lee episode. Uh, it feels kind of uh, counterintuitive. When yeah, no, it's almost like you got a box set or something. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's pretty awesome. I'm, I'm just saying. Shout Factory, <laughs> they they did a good job. Anyhow, so let's dive into uh, let's dive into prom night here. Uh, <laughs> Must <is> a... we? <laughs> I know it's really easy talking about everything else. <laughs> But that's kind of where i think we should start like prom night is a very very popular film and i only say that because of its uh references in scream and because of the remake like that's enough if people think they can spend enough money on it to make it again and make multiple sequels it had to be pretty popular why do we think it didn't work for us
1: i it just it's just boring like nothing really happens it's the the film for me spends more time setting up. Oh, is this the killer? 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 I mean, they like they've got like eight or nine different people they're throwing that could be the killer,
0: and one of them was added like three two thirds of the way into production. The whole uh, oh, yeah. mental institution guy, like that was never part of the original script. Yeah, that came later, and like, like it's going to be too obvious. It's the brother.
1: Th- that's just like randomly thrown in. And the, the The funny thing is, well, the brother is never one of these people. Like, oh, is he the killer? really no i don't think he is
0: it really comes out of left field usually i for the longest time i was thinking it was the cop i thought he made the most sense for some reason
1: i thought it was going to be leslie nielsen because he just disappears
0: that would have made sense too but then again it's like okay so he's killing these kids for killing his daughter but we saw the shadow of him show up when the daughter was dead did he just find his dead daughter and go like i'll get you later (laughs) <laughs> right, I will bide my time for a long time.
2: Well, the brothers done that.
0: Yeah, the, I, I, yeah that's pretty much the same problem. Um, it's a big fucking. I mean, the little problem. kid can't do anything. He can't. He's not gonna go around with a
2: knife and a, like the little. I mean, I guess that would have been a more fun movie having the <laughs> the younger brother as a as a kid
0: chasing the other kids and just do this whole movie, but as that young of kids. I mean. I, I don't want to say the the film that does that in case uh, one of you haven't seen it because it would be a big spoiler for the end. But there is a slasher film where the kid is the killer and it's pretty fucking cool. Um, well, then
2: I will, I'll be on the lookout. Yeah. But yeah, no, I, I want to echo the, the fact that it was boring. And I think maybe some of that is... Because I haven't seen an, enough of the mo- movies that this inspired. I've seen a few, but I think I've seen enough to where I've already got the kind of the gist or I've absorbed it through pop culture, osmosis, or what have you but I just knew what was coming and it was taking a long time to get there. And I think if I'd seen this before any of the other ones, I might've been a little bit more, um, agreeable with the time it
0: took to get us to just, the good stuff yeah killing yeah because mm. the killing isn't bad like as far as a slasher goes especially like an 80s slasher where like they didn't quite have the effects or the budget like this movie had a lot of trouble even getting funding until they got jamie lee to sign on because they had a different actress for a long time before they convinced jamie lee to do it and you look at the gore in it and like the effects and like that sort of stuff and it's not bad like they have a really good head chop near the end where they cut off nelson from the simpsons head um and they have, uh, <laughs> Did, did he not look exa- and look and sound exactly like a grown-up Nelson? Tell me, I'm wrong. Um,
1: I see that now, but what I kept thinking was he looked like he had Neanderthal makeup on,
0: kind of like Nelson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like when he died, Chewie and I both went ha ha. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also, you can tell that's where the budget went with yeah. that head. Oh my god, that was a very realistic and I lo- looking piece of makeup. Yeah,
0: and I like. Well, the, you know, the, 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 head, the head, head
1: on the actual thing wasn't. It was actually his head that they put put through a, uh like the set, and just put like makeup around the neck.
0: Yeah, yeah. And then if you uh, if you go into IMDb, that's his IMDb photo. Is his severed head on the dance floor? Yeah, <laughs> that thing is awesome. Yeah, like, I, I'm I,
1: glad that I didn't check his IMDb profile before I'd watched the film. I was like, looking. At, oh. I was
0: kind of bored I, while watching, and I had my phone out, and I was going through like, "Oh, what are these other people? Oh, I guess he dies. <laughs> <laughs> I guess he gets his head cut off. <laughs> um. But yeah, the head chop was pretty good. Like, especially for an 80s head chop. Like, it, was, it did a little bit better than it did in Friday the 13th, where that one was just kind of weird. Like, this one, I kind of liked it. Like, he honestly thought he was killing the right person. He chops off the wrong head. Kind of similar to H2O last week. Anyhow. Um, but, like, that was pretty good. I like the uh, the girl in the van. Like, when she falls out of the van, he's just standing right there. Like, that was a really good, shocking moment. Like, the, the action horror stuff in this was pretty good. And then you have the problem of the slasher sucks.
2: Oh, my goodness. Uh, They they needed to show less because the longer you sat looking at him, just kind of, I don't know how to say other than, like, wobble jump around. (laughs) 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 Made me kind of like, what is this guy? Is like he like, he has an axe, but like, is he gonna hit anything?
0: Probably not. I'm not convinced that anyone's gonna die.
1: Why is his ski mask got glitter in it as well? Yeah,
0: yeah. for my parents out there uh, who are, who have kids who are big fans of PJ mask, he looks like a fucking ninjalino, and it's driving me insane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, no, like he's just kind of scrawny something. and weak, and it looks like a good wind could blow him over. And it's like this guy isn't scary. Yes, he's holding scary weapons, but I'm not afraid of him
2: yeah there there was a lot of anytime I saw him really like I think the last time I was like really it was the last time it was effective for me it was the first time when he was in the uh, sauna cutting cut the girl's throat the very first girl because they had everything so dark and mm-hmm. they kind of paused it and freeze-framed it and did stylistic stuff to hide it but then after that it was just like stop moving that way that's not scary <laughs>
1: yeah like yeah they, i have to admit like kelly who the first one her death is i really liked the the way they did that and then they end it with like a fade into red as well which i, I actually liked that i thought that was really yeah. uh, a really cool like choice and um, i think
0: i think that's kind of why this movie might be as popular as it is or like remembered as fondly for like the people who saw it in the 80s like these death scenes were actually pretty good the uh the chase with the more popular girl when she's like just the biggest fucking idiot in the world but she's she runs and hides in like the science room and that shot of her like right at the uh the countertop where her eyes are reflected on the the table it's a good fucking shot Mm. like it's a really cool little like it it does like an extra like the the reflection looks cool it's a really good like capture of her face to show how scared she is but she's still trying to see people like there are good things in this movie it's just the the most boring way to get to them (laughs)
2: And it took a long time to get her. And normally I'd be like, oh wow, she's surviving so long. But given the way he chased her and how goofy that he was, I was like, she's a bully. She's a school bully. She's a very aggressive personality. And she's driving a fast car. She would have just punched the lights out of him, right? After
0: seeing the way he ran. Yeah, just look at his body (laughs) language and lay his ass out. (laughs) Just get around the sharp weapons, which I admitted can be a little daunting. But if anyone was going to do it, that girl was going to do it. Like, that girl was fucking cutthroat from the beginning. She was the one who orchestrated the whole, like, nah, that bitch is dead, we're leaving her. Just go home, pretend it never happened. Like, she was... She would not... I don't buy that she was intimidated by Scrawny McAxman. No, me neither.
1: (laughs) And brilliant
2: nickname. (laughs) Well, that's uh, now going to be how, what his name is on the uh, IMDb page in approximately five, four, three, and two weeks.
0: I mean, it makes more sense, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I like what. What really gets me is the the kids at the beginning. They start off. They look about ten or something. Yeah. And then we go forward six years, and everyone seems to have aged like thirty years or something.
2: <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, when when they got each got the call, I was like, "These adults—they're in like like their forties now. What is six years is really hard on them." Yeah, we got. Yeah, the- I mean, like,
1: the the worst one I think was uh, the blonde friend in the corridor. When there's the three of them, there's Jamie Lee Curtis. There's the one who got picked up by that really creepy guy in the van that she was super um,
0: into for some reason. Like that guy was creepy yeah. as fuck, and she's like, "Yeah, you." I mean, can get He was it.
1: just screaming, "Oh yeah, it's coming to my van. I'll murder you." <laughs> I mean, that couldn't have like been screaming rape van more. No, and
0: she was just like, "Cool van, yeah, let's go for a ride." It's like, what the fuck, stranger danger, stranger danger. I thought she'd been sarcastic at first, then she gets in the van. I'm like, what the hell? (laughs) I did. I
2: did too. I was like, okay, you're just humoring him, and then you're gonna drop his ass to the curb. And no, 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 your ass was dropped to the curb in his van (laughs) later. It's like, I was not expecting that turn. I mean, I guess props for the surprise, I guess. Yeah.
1: But yeah, the worst is the the other friend in the corridor. Uh, I don't remember her name, but she's blonde. She's not one of the ones that's killed, but she looks. She literally looks like she's 40. I don't I, know if it's I know exactly what you're talking decisions. about. I totally agree with you. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if it's the costuming that does it because none of them look like high school, te- uh, high school students. They look like high school teachers
0: yeah like especially when you get to like the actual prom night and whenever they do a shot of the crowd it's like are there any students at this thing like that that student over there is fucking balding like come on guys (laughs) (laughs) i i do wonder if some of that is when as we're watching
2: it from 2020 and our fashion has changed so much that we associate that fashion that they're wearing there as old like all the fashion sense is old there. so having these young kids who are supposed to be high schoolers back then with a time jump forward causes us a little bit of a just like a dissonance
0: there or like oh wait these are uh, i i would older ag- people clothes now i would agree with you but i've seen carrie thousands of times and they look like teenagers in carrie and they're wearing basically the same shit there okay okay that is a fair point but maybe it's because of the way
2: they were costumed here in this movie I, comparatively because i think it's that they it cast like a they're a bunch of trying 40-year-olds. to look young I think,
0: <laughs> I think when you cast a bunch <laughs> of 40 year olds yeah. to play 16 year olds they're gonna look like 40 year olds that's my guess. Which is
1: really crazy, because Jamie Lee Curtis must have been about, what, 20, 21? Uh, 1980. At the
0: time they made this.
1: Well, it's shot in 79.
0: Well, yeah, so yeah, she would been in her 20s, for sure. Early 20s.
1: Yeah, early 20s, because I think she turned 35 on True Lies, which is 93 when they shot the sequence, which she turned 35, so she'd be about 22.
0: Yeah, and it's interesting, like... Because she played in Terror Train, she played a college senior, uh, and in Prom Night, she played a high school senior, and they came out the same fucking year.
1: <laughs> right, college senior, I would buy. Yeah, like com- I'd completely buy that because even though like in Prom Night, she still does look like she's in her thirties. Um, but I, I can I, imagine like the get away with it as a college senior a bit more.
2: Yeah, I mean, I- yeah, and I think some of that too is just how they carry themselves, also, not just looks or anything like that, but there's a scene where uh, I think all the girls are being chased by um, the guy who gets his head cut off. Uh, Lou, Lou Farmer. You can just call yeah. him Nelson. Um, I, I, we know what you're talking about. Nelson? Yeah. <laughs> okay, Nelson, yeah. <laughs> he's pinching at them and they're walking by, and then they start to get a little giggly and then they run off. And there's a moment that, at the end of that moment, I, I could kind of, if I squint my eyes a little bit, by the high school age, just because they were acting a, immature enough. But then the rest of the time, they're acting college age. So like there's, a, they weren't carrying themselves very youthfully. So that like uh, for me that that caught me a little bit more than the look cuz I can get a, I can get I can get by with the looks. Them yeah. looking a little bit older if they're acting immature. Yeah,
0: giggly, I, you know. And I've seen enough slashers from like the 70s, 80s and yeah, pretty much 70s and 80s where they they're always casting people in their 30s to play teenagers. And it can be done well, but in the most part, I can I can forgive it. Like I can go with like the you know I'll give it the rope, whatever. Like they they don't want to have to pay to have a sixteen year old on set for only ten hours a day. They wanted to have a thirty year old on set for twenty hours a day. I I get it. Um, it it's just I, I think it's kind of what John said. I think it's the mannerisms, the actions, the dialogues, the costumes. Like they just they treated them like thirty year olds, not like sixteen year olds. So that kind of that was just another thing that kind of takes you out of it. And I think that's kind of my biggest problem with the movie just going forward is that no matter how often i wanted to try to get into the story or the characters or something there'd be a moment right after whatever like oh this is kind of and then i'm taken out of it like we'll have a moment i don't remember exactly what happened before this but like okay so this movie's somewhat interesting i guess there's some story going on here and then we have nelson essentially forcing himself on jamie lee curtis and everyone's just like hey her brother shouldn't have hit him is anyone going to talk about yeah. the fact that he was just forcing himself on her around everyone? No, everyone's cool with that part. Yeah. They just have a problem with him hitting him. The fuck is going on? Yeah, it, it no, was I,
1: 1980, though. You know, there wasn't such I, a thing as rape back then, apparently.
2: <laughs> apparently. I mean, thankfully, like Leslie Nielsen saw through it. But like, even the even Nelson's comment was like, "You're just favoring him." It's like, no, you were assaultive. Yeah, my bro. Like, you were, you were. Straight up, no, I'm pretty sure unwanted he, contact. Like, dude. I'm pretty
1: sure they don't even mention that. I'm pretty sure he just says, "Yes, I am going to take my son's side."
0: Yeah, like they don't even acknowledge the fact yeah. that he was doing something wrong. It's just like, I'm going to take my son's side, and you guys got into a fight, and you've been a pain in the ass forever. So get the fuck out. Yeah, yeah, and and weirdly enough, because
2: Jamie Lee Curtis is his daughter, right? Right, and the boy's sister. But then the way that conversation went, you would think that she was just some girl the way that whole conversation in the principal's office went because Leslie Nielsen didn't react as if she were his daughter. And, like, it was a very weird scene that way because I was like, wait, I had to to stop for a second in the movie. And, like, okay, so Kim was the – Kim's Jamie Lee Curtis, the one who he was – what? Why? (laughs) I got really stuck up on that scene for a bit. Yeah, that scene was a little bit weird.
0: Um, (laughs) Circling back to things that I actually kind of liked about this movie, and it's going to – I'm just going completely off topic here, but I, I wanted to bring it up before I forget. I really enjoy the opening. Like I, I, that's kind of what had me going like, Oh, this is gonna be a good ride. Pretty much from the moment that the kids are done killing the girl. Cause that scene, like, I'm a parent kids getting killed. It, it's tough to watch no matter even if it is done poorly. Like it is in this movie. It's still like, Ugh. but after they got past that scene, the whole, uh, the list of names, the calling with the creepy raspy voice. I'm like, I'm into this. I mean, it's, Clearly, where Scream got it, but either way, it, it worked and it was creepy and it was kind of fun. And I was like, the the one guy who doesn't answer, he gets all mad at that name. I'm like, this is a pretty good sequence. This is setting the tone for a movie I want to watch. Oh yeah, that voice, that voice was very chilling,
2: and the yeah. fact that they use it in some of the kills, like now, now,
0: yeah. I'm like, oh my
2: god, I can't. This is this is unnerving.
1: I like what they did as well when the um, whenever he rings them and he's he's like saying like. yeah and then it cuts to you see Kelly as a a kid as well so you've got that association like okay so that's that one and then yeah, that's that, was a, that one
2: that was some really cool editing frankly yeah. as i was watching i was like oh th- that was the movie i was on board with when in the beginning the raspy voice the quick cuts to the phone to the phone cord back to the person to the phone cord to the person and the then, pencil you know, as well the pencil and then <sighs> like revealing who the kids were all those bits put together Gave me a whole different vibe of what this movie was gonna be, and I was really on board for the energy that that was
0: giving off, especially with the voice and all that stuff. Yeah, it's a really solid opening for a horror film, and then it just slams on the brakes like immediately.
2: <laughs> yeah, for most of the movie it's like, here, until the it's kills.
1: Weird. It's almost like they had a film cut together, and then they got it. It was like, oh, it's only an hour long. <laughs> We need to pad this out with some more stuff. And they padded it out in the wrong place and just made it really boring. Do,
0: do we want Jamie Lee to dance for five minutes straight to a disco song? Only if we can do a minute yeah. of her practicing the dance earlier in the film. Sold. Yeah. <laughs>
2: right. Or like, you know, we saw Halloween and really liked her in it. So let's have a movie where nothing happens in the middle of it
0: for a while just to build tension. <laughs> and it, it's interesting because I brought this up earlier when, uh, when my where have they been doing for Halloween 2 and... Like this complete misunderstanding of not having anything happen isn't tension. And I feel like th- this <laughs> guy missed the mark in the exact same way. The director, uh, Paul Lynch. It's like, no, just because nothing's happening doesn't mean that I'm sitting here suspenseful waiting for something to happen. Like, again, Terror Train, they did it right they did it so like they just kind of peppered in the murders a little bit and they had this really good gimmick with uh where is the killer because he keeps changing costumes because it's a costume party he kills somebody and takes their costume so you don't know where he is necessarily so that builds tension because sure nothing's happening they're sitting around complaining about girls that won't sleep with them but is one of the three in there a killer we don't know that's how you build tension in this it's just a kind of boring high school drama that eventually people will die in
1: Yeah, and I was that's one of the things I was actually going to mention. Um the high school drama elements, it's so bizarre where you've got the the opening like that and then you just suddenly go from that into this sort of this sort of high school thing like with about, you know, cliques and things like that and, clicks and like who's
0: in, dating who and yeah, it's so
1: bizarre and and we stay in that for quite a long time like way too long
0: yeah and 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 then then you've
1: got like random cop voiceover dropping in every now and again as well i mean what the hell was going on with that
0: yeah but then even like the high school drama aspect like there there is some serious meat to chew on with the fact that jamie lee is very good friends with everyone who killed her sister that never goes anywhere They do nothing with it they do nothing absolutely nothing with that (laughs) like
2: what? There's a lot of stuff to unpack with that, and I mean, maybe the movie could have, <laughs> but like, wow, no. no. I was sitting there thinking, like, okay, they all like they all killed your sister. It's your sister. I had to, I had to remind myself that because no one talks about her really, no, not really. except for that. So I had, I had to keep reminding myself of these little details because the, the movie lost them quite a bit. But yeah, all these people killed her. Uh, yeah, like your boyfriend. A really long time. Your boyfriend
0: killed her. Your best friend killed her. Your bully killed her. Like what, th- dude? <laughs> like, yeah, no. It's. I kept thinking like, well, wouldn't it have been
2: cool if like these kids got killed throughout, and the role like, and she was with them and never got killed. Like uh, there's... Like, why am I not getting killed? Like, there you go. Infinitely much, infinitely more interesting. Yeah. Right. Yeah. This middle section because suddenly she has to
0: figure out. Her relationship with all these kids or some some something because what we're (laughs) left with is like and this is where i say is the the biggest problem in the film which is saying something because the film is rather boring but i can get into a boring film i watched curtains today super boring kind of interesting um (laughs) but the the thing that this thing needed was it needed a final girl like it needed that who can defeat the slasher? Cause we just didn't fucking have it. And with Jamie Lee Curtis, you just assume it's going to be her, but she just kind of has one sort of fight slash just dodge the ax thing near the end of the film. And then she clunks her brother in the head with it. And that's it. Like this criminally underused Jamie Lee at like the height of Jamie Lee's horror chops. Like this is when she was at the top of her game and she's just kind of a footnote in the movie. She's supposed to be the main character with and all I- the emotional punch, but there's nothing. It, it's
1: weird. It's like I kept forgetting that she wasn't going to be one of the victims as well because you feel like she should be because it's Jamie Lee Curtis and you know she's the big star, the big star, the big main character is going to be on the killer's list, but they aren't in this one. It's so
2: yeah. For- it's so you- weird. There's not really any good reason for her character to be in this movie. No. Which is almost a shame because you've got Jamie Lee Curtis, who we've already proven this month, brings just immense heft and gusto to everything she does. But they didn't want to use her despite wanting her in this movie? There was a lot of confusion there for yeah, me. I mean, I've...
1: And tell you what as well, her being in there, man, the rest of those actors look terrible in comparison you
0: can't keep up with jamie lee like she's so fucking talented and she was from day one and that's why i just get so annoyed with this one because it feels like they just have a character to just exist like we saw jamie lee do a whole bunch with not a whole lot with knives out like knives out she the character was very thick like there's a lot of backstory to it but she didn't really have a lot to do in the movie and she's still able to portray everything in that backstory and you understood every facet of her character by her physicality her very brief dialogue just mannerism everything she brought it in this movie i didn't feel any of that stuff i feel like the director and her just never either got on the same page or maybe they just didn't flesh it out enough but she's just mostly a vessel to be like she's a plot point that's it and it's just so yeah, it's I, so frustrating when you can look at a movie, say, like Terror Train, where it's like, oh, wow, there's an actual character here. <laughs> like, this is kind of fun. You get to see her, like, uh, try to figure out who the killer is. Like, d- was she involved in th- with the killer? And then she figures out she is and she's guilty and there's so much going on. And then you compare it to Prom Night and it's like, well, she well she's dating one of the guys who killed her sister. um, And then she, she hits her brother with an axe.
2: Yeah, yep. it's from a writing standpoint, it's kind of like that problem in your first draft where you have too many characters and have to cut out a few to streamline it. I don't think they ever got to that stage with this. Yeah, like, they never got because <laughs> Kimberly doesn't make it. Kimberly doesn't make it in a in a revision.
0: No, Kimberly gets combined with a blonde girl who had to run through the science room. That's what happens to Kimberly, and then she gets killed because she still would have deserved yeah. it. Like there's a character, and you get rid of the whole sister aspect of it. Like there there was something you could have done with this, and they just didn't fucking do it. frustrating I mean like (laughs) yeah
1: it's it's just I keep thinking like she just seems like a guest appearance in her own story
0: yeah it's so odd and and I appreciate that they really she definitely gave it her all there at the end when she realized it was her brother like you could see it in her face like she her chops are there like she is working Tenfold, circling everybody else in the cast, but it's just so frustrating that you don't get it until the very end. Like you don't really get that emotional punch from her until she's essentially murdering her brother and then like begging the cops not to shoot him because he's fucking dead anyways. Uh, and, like there's like yeah. oh there's Jamie Lee, you got a little bit oh
2: yeah no, and weirdly enough the editing comes back for that yeah. after she clocks him in the head. The cool editing style comes back. Yeah. The the all the interesting stuff from the beginning comes back into the movie and she's bringing her all as she's done throughout the entire movie with what little she had to do but like it's suddenly an interesting movie yeah. again
1: but like yeah like the flashback with the pov and like i really loved that and then like the way the reveal it as well not sure why the brother was wearing red l- lipstick i'll be honest with you but i'm sure there was like something in about that
0: i'm i'm figuring either that's a cut scene or it's just a bad makeup job like just a whoopsie <laughs> <laughs> or, it could, yeah, it could have been just,
2: like, we need blood on his mouth, and it just translated on the screen for lipstick. Yeah. Because he got clocked in the face, so obviously his face would be bloody, but they, <laughs> it looks like kind Well, there's, kind there's of
1: blood up the top, and then there's nothing. Then, there's, then he seems to have red lipstick on. It's really bizarre. And it's
0: clearly red lipstick. Like, even Chewie called it out. She's like, why is he wearing lipstick? I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. It's almost over. Just, 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 it'll be over soon. <laughs> <laughs> Which is never what you want to say when you're watching a movie. No, no. Yeah. But I think we kind we of uh, kind of all agree, and then we're going to start moving to the end of this thing. Uh, there were some good things in it, and like that was the whole reason why I was able to get through it. It's just the the bad outweighed the good, unfortunately. But there were some the cool editing, some cool kills. The the concept wasn't bad. It's really fun seeing who borrowed from it. Primarily the two that I came up with, because I couldn't come up with none on the top of my head, was I Know What You Did Last Summer and Scream. But there were fun things in it just nothing that would ever oh, bring yeah. me back to it again yeah but also the soundtrack was good like the disco
2: stuff was like despite what was on the screen the music was like this was fun music it was fun music to have in a horror film
0: and, which probably shouldn't have been there but like still
1: and uh, again yeah doing the, a little song, bit of research the song about like dance sequences Sorry. So
0: the uh, the little bit of research on the music which is interesting they had filmed all the film all the movie with popular disco songs and then they went to get them cleared and realized that they couldn't fucking afford it so they had to write all new disco songs that were close enough to not get sued and the guy wrote them all in about 5 days and they came out pretty fucking good <laughs> Yeah,
2: yeah. For, with that Just, knowledge like that was impressive because yeah. I I was really digging on the disco soundtrack uh-huh.
1: <laughs> the song over that dance sequence where it's like literally going prom night that's a really good song yeah i was like properly into that song yeah. i'm not
0: a big disco guy but i dug it yeah all right I, I think we should... one <laughs> thing <that laughs> oh, i go ahead
1: I, i'm just thinking like the um the kid actors as well like who they cast as the kids they did a really good job in like Especially with the um, the kid who played Nick. I mean, God, he he does look like a younger version of the guy who, play, who plays him as an adult.
0: He's also the son of the producer, and more trivia: the only actor to, pre- to appear in all four prom night films.
1: Yeah. All those different characters—it's bizarre. Yeah. But uh, another thing that I, I found quite funny as well—it's just a a little thing—is the bit with in the van. Where the guy sort of sits on his glasses, and I just when he goes, I can't see a thing without my glasses. I just, immediately I just start to think, I can't see without my glasses. <laughs> I just like, is this is that where this comes from?
0: <laughs> is that where that cliche thing comes from? I hope so. I mean, like I said, this movie inspired a lot of stuff. Maybe it inspired that too. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> uh, all right. Let's move into the end of this thing. Uh, we're we're going to skip uh, quotes because this movie is not that quotable. It does have that one line that, uh, again, I'm just going through IMDb trivia here because it's a lot of trivia and it's kind of fun. The It's not who you come home with. It's who takes you home. Oh, it's not who you come with. It takes. It's who takes you home. That's in all four prom night movies. How about that? Um, huh. But I honestly think that's the only decent quote in the whole thing. So we're going to go with favorite parts. I think that that one would be a little bit easier on all of us uh i'll go first mine is a uh, pretty simple because i've already mentioned how much i loved it earlier i fucking love the head chop I think it's an awesome scene oh yeah it totally caught me off guard even though i knew that guy got his head chopped off it's still just like whoa there goes his whole head like it was just kind of a fun jarring like whoa it was a cool scene i liked it
2: uh i'll go next then um uh i like the <laughs> the elongated van scuffle <laughs> um <laughs> because that thing went on for a while first of all and that van was doing loop-de-loops nowhere near a cliff and then it just falls off a cliff and explodes just the silliness of how that's constructed and how it didn't
0: age very well oh man swap I, out I the had, music with benny hill very, and you're gonna have a good time
2: yeah i was very amused by that whole sequence especially if you take into account the whole goofiness of the killer and how they they move and just the van spinning around Ugh. I'm, I'm laughing right now
0: him hanging off that door is not an easy stunt to do good stunt guy
2: no and wow the killer took some licks in that too like (laughs) this killer took a lot of licks trying to kill and it was really funny i I honestly
1: mine is very similar um mine's the bit where the van goes off the like the cliff because it's like it's so bizarre it's like one minute he's in like a big wooded area and the van's just sort of like spinning and around, spinning, around. and then for no bizarre, for for, for no reason whatsoever, it just f- goes off a cliff, and explodes. It also explodes before it even hits the thing. It explodes <laughs> mid-air. Yeah,
0: think I should have really carry C4 when driving around. Yeah,
1: <laughs> and it's like it hits at the front, but the explosion comes from the back as well. It's just it's one of those. It's such a cliche thing of like you know a vehicle going off a cliff and it exploded but like that one is just taken to extremes it's like it doesn't even hit the thing before it explodes and it's just I saw that and I had to rewind it a couple times I was like yeah it definitely doesn't actually hit it just explodes randomly and then hits
2: yeah no and she's still hanging off the back as far as the editing is concerned oh, yeah. so it's yeah. like all these things are
0: just like this is ridiculous it's a fun <laughs> sequence like it, there are good things in this movie it's, it's not enough uh <laughs> double features I'm going to go first again because all of you can guess what I'm going to say it's going to be Terror Train. Um absolutely. And be sure to watch this one first and then watch Terror Train just like I did. And uh it'll be like, "Oh, okay, this is okay. Oh, this is pretty good." And you'll have yourself a good night. Okay. Uh I'm going to go
2: with something as a bit of a a medicine for this. After seeing this, I'm going to have you watch uh Black
0: Christmas. Uh, okay. You're talking about the remake, of course. <laughs> <laughs>
2: If I wanted to review the movie, <laughs> yes, I would use the remake. But uh, I feel like having something with a goofy, like continuing that that thread of the the scary weird voice, jump to Black Christmas, the original, uh, and yeah, that'll solve all the problems that you had with this One. for sure. <laughs> it's not boring. Black Christmas is not boring.
1: <laughs> so my double feature is way out of left field, and I'm actually going to go with Mean Girls. Okay, because I feel it. You've got the you've got the really clicky elements in prom night and they both do actually have climaxes at proms, essentially. Um, just one of them involves murder and the other one involves just mean girl antics. And I just sort of think it'd be, it's a nice comparison of like, you know, this is how they used to try and do high school drama and this is how they then moved on to doing high school drama, having actual people who look like high school kids. For the most part. In the film. Yeah. <laughs> rather than clearly like 30 and 40 year olds in it wasn't
0: ah oh, what's her i um, forget her name the the main mean girl wasn't she 30 when she when she made that oh rachel, Mc- yeah, rachel McAdams. Adam, wasn't
1: she like maybe she doesn't look no she does
0: not you're right there you're absolutely right about that she does not look 30 but i think she was
2: yeah i think so
1: yeah i mean that that's the that's the biggest problem with prom is like they may have been 30 or 40 but they look it yeah that, that's the that's the thing, like I'm all I'm all for like you know, casting older actors as high school students. You know to get if you know that that's what you have to do to get your film made because you need the time, you need the um the sort of experience acting. But at least cast an older actor who looks like, you know they could be in high school.
0: <laughs> yeah, I, I, like I
1: like like you said like don't don't cast balding guy <laughs>
0: as well, like. Jonah Hill in uh, fucking, nah, I'm forgetting the name of the movie, Super bad. He was super old, but he didn't look it, and he could still play that young. So it, it still worked. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, she was 26 in Mean Girls, by the way. Um, so apologies. She wasn't quite 30 yet. I don't need me to be rude. I just knew she was older. Uh, so that's it. We have finished with Jamie Lee month, and like we like to do at the end of uh, our people's month, is uh, what have we learned about them? What, how do we feel about them after we've finished watching all their films? Matt, you've been on for two of them, so I'm still going to ask you to play along. Uh, I can start out with just, I went into this month being a fan of Jamie Lee, and then I left it being like a diehard fan of Jamie Lee. Because when I think of Jamie Lee Curtis, I think of a quality actor who's been in a lot of like uh, both good films and like campy cult films. And that was really kind of all I thought about her. But now after watching her throughout all of these movies, it's like not only is she in all of that stuff, but she also brings like it she brings all that stuff up to another level. Like my respect for her has gone through the roof over the month of just seeing how she can do a movie like H2O and call it a paycheck film and still just not just deliver like a ho-hum performance or just like "Eh, yeah she's pretty good she was great like she did everything she could to make that movie as good as it could be and if that was her phoning it in she she's one of the best actors out there like i love jamie lee now
2: yeah agreed and i'll bounce off of that or bounce from that and suggest that i was a little worried coming into this month uh that i was going to find the jamie lee performance i didn't like or that i would somehow think less of her but considering how in all our movies, none of the directors really use her or do much with her character, in any of the movies we watched, they kind of just let her be, yeah. and she managed to still be so good. Like, I'm a huge Ryan Johnson fan, so, like, the character didn't have much to do, just because that's the way the character was in a whodunit. So that's not like he didn't know what to do with her. He knew to let her do her thing. But in these other cases, it was just... We've got Jamie Lee Curtis. What do we do? I don't know. And then she just came through with like left and right, pulling out performances that made me yeah, still a fan. It was reassuring, reaffirming, and I felt really good after this month of just
0: like no, she's the the magic, the magic number here. Yeah, for sure. Like like you go to True Lies, and it's like holy shit, like this is Arnold as we mentioned in that episode, the fucking top of his game, and. Jamie Lee is right there with him if not surpassing him throughout the entire film. Like the amount, the amount of character work she had to do in that thing and she's just killing it throughout. Super impressive.
1: I, I I I agree. Like completely agree because I've always sort of like the first sort of thing I always I think the first thing I remember seeing Jamie Lee Curtis in to be honest was True Lies. Um so, you know, going in, that's already a strong performance to sort of base my opinion of some, like, an actor. I mean, you know, seven or eight years old, or however old I was, you know, you're not looking, you're not going to be, like, saying, oh, that's a good actor. Um, But everything I've seen her in, she's just been fantastic. The, the You know, it, like I said about this film, she makes all the other actors in it look... Dog shit really in comparison because <laughs> yeah. she just She's just like another level. It'd be like having you know, casting someone like um oh Christ I'm trying to think. Casting like Gregory Peck in a like an asylum film or something <laughs> like that. You know you know the all the, the, the really crappy um Yeah, yeah cheap ripoff yeah. films It'd be like gregory peckin
0: an asylum film that's a perfect yeah. <laughs> analogy Actually, we worked on a couple of yeah. those things yeah we're very familiar with the silent films <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah it's she just excels in everything she does and she's and she's so versatile as well she's done horror she's done comedy and comedy really well i mean like jesus like a fish called Wanda. she's in there with john cleese and uh, michael payne like two really big comedic actors and she's the best thing in that film in my opinion. She is so um, fucking
0: good in that movie. God, she's
1: good in that movie. It's just incredible. Like and you know, then you're going through to the, the more sort of subtle character driven ones like like you mentioned in um Knives Out. God, I completely blanked on the name of that then. But like, you know, for what for what she's in that, she's exceptional and you know that character, you know you know who that character is from what she does and how she delivers you you know that they're a, like intelligent person you know that they're like very sort of strong and you know that like of all those characters they're the most capable as well like the the family i mean yeah um just from like you know the subtle things she does like I, one of my favorite bits in that film is when uh, she goes to the detective like are you baiting me detective <laughs> Such like, a good it's moment. It's just so like oh she is so she's picked up on his bullshit straight away and like how intelligent that character is. And then it, it's it's sort of like it it's it plays off really well when you then cut to Don Johnson just ripping into the brother.
0: Such a good <laughs> movie.
1: And be like, ah oh, yeah, she's definitely the brains of that relationship. <laughs> <laughs>
2: okay.
0: So yeah, I'd I say we're all in agreement. This was a this was a good month. I enjoyed diving through the the jamie lee curtis backlog and honestly I, I would she might be one of my first contenders to do a uh, sequel month on because there's still so much of her work that we haven't even touched on um so oh yeah we barely touched yeah. the surface yeah. so uh, she might be coming back around at some point because man that was a lot of fun um but unfortunately all good things must come to an end so we're gonna say goodbye to jamie lee but we are going to say hello mr hugo weaving hooray for hugo weaving month i am so excited for this month uh we are starting things off because we want to get as close to the 5th of november of course uh with v for vendetta because how do you not do v for vendetta when the whole reason we picked hugo weaving was mr november For the 5th of november uh so we're gonna get that one right out of the gate um really looking forward to be for vendetta and then the other three chewy john and i will be picking and we'll let you know at the end of next week what those will be uh again kind of like with jamie lee curtis uh he's been in a shitload of things like almost 100 i'm looking at his imd right now 92 credits uh oh god we're gonna miss a lot (laughs) yeah that's gonna (laughs) Get ready for some hefty duty. where have they been Yeah, doing. like, uh, <laughs> we're, we're going to miss a lot. Uh, But I'm very excited for it. I think we're all going to pick something kind of fun. Um, We might even do that. I don't remember the name of the thing that Chewie was telling us about last week. Who knows? Maybe that one will come up again because what the fuck was that? Maybe we'll do Transformers and we'll do, talk about his Megatron performance. There's a lot of options. <laughs> there are. Please, please don't. <laughs> don't
1: do the
2: Transformers. Transformers uh, film. Please do, you said? You said please do? Sorry, you cut please out Please do. Alright, we
0: won't do Transformers. We'll do Babe Pig in the City, where he played Rex. Um, Ooh. <laughs> That's better. That's better than Transformers. <laughs> Babe Pig in the City uh, was shown in my Screenwriting 2 class as the quintessential way to write an, uh, a hero's tale. And I still can't believe my teacher did that. I'm still just kind of floored. It wasn't a bad movie, but I'm like, really hero's tale wow, babe you paid for that class? i think you just hate movies <laughs> dude <laughs> oh my god and you paid for that class i wow. paid a lot of money oh. for that i finally finished paying off that class earlier this year like it took a lot of time to pay off those fucking classes babe two. Ugh. pagan pagan <laughs> the city that's that's where we started
1: <laughs> and it just went
0: gradually downhill from there. Yeah, when he gave me a, a B on one of my scripts, I'm like, I don't even fucking care. I don't know where your bar is, dude. <laughs> <laughs> it's just down the street a little ways. <laughs> Oi. All right, let's move into plugs, and then uh, we will say goodbye. My my plug, as always, is uh, well. Actually, it's not working right now. It was going to be Welcome to Your Doom, but we're on a hiatus right now from Welcome to Our Doom because our our co-host Graham went and got himself a big old fancy job that required him to leave the city for over a month. So we will be taking some time off. Uh, Matt and I have not figured out what our uh, Band Aid episode will be, but hopefully we'll have one for you uh, coming up soon. And uh, so keep an eye out for that. Just go to the Welcome to Your Doom feed, and that whatever that episode that Matt and I and maybe another guest will have will be there eventually. What a plug that is, <laughs> uh, <laughs> John. What are you plugging?
2: As always, I sound like a broken record at this point. Uh, Demon Days, the actual play podcast that I DM, produce, edit, and all that jazz. We're having a good time, and uh, yeah, look for the next episode coming this this week. Well, it will have already aired
0: actually. So oh, there yeah. You uh matt i think you had an article come out didn't you
1: i did it, it came out Woo-hoo. uh yeah my hump for october article came out so yeah go give that a read if you've seen the film um if you haven't watched the film then go give it a read now,
0: i i've been read it while watching the film i apologize matt i've been very busy with work and everything lately so i have not had a chance to read it did you update the article with the uh the frisky dingo reference no well that's just disappointing okay I well I guess we're taking know. it down <laughs> don't read it now i just kidding <laughs> JK lol well, I'm not gonna do that you can always listen to the Frisky Dingo episode where we talk about it uh, that was let's see if it's coming out next Thursday that was two weeks ago check that one out and uh, yeah that's pretty much everything right we did it we did it we survived prom night we survived prom night like the majority of the people at prom night uh <laughs> matt thank you yeah. so much for coming on again <laughs> well there was no threat for the majority <laughs> of very people, true prom night. <laughs> uh matt thanks for jumping on again i know this is uh very early in the morning for you uh so we appreciate you jumping on and talking about a movie that none of us particularly enjoyed uh, all right i'm just gonna say goodbye and uh a good Fond farewell to Jamie Lee Curtis. Thank you so much for this month. It was a blast. Thank you everyone for listening, and goodbye. Bye. Bye. Bye.